1: Uh, Don't you just feel it out there, America, and beyond the fruited plain, a sense of hope today. Good morning. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. We are your source of common sense conservatism Monday through Friday. 15 hours of busy broadcasting excellence every single week. Delighted to be with you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the program. Podcast, Wendy Bell Radio. Thank you for pushing us to that one and a half million download mark. That's truly remarkable did you guys watch it yesterday did you listen to mike johnson the new speaker make his first speech i thought it was really good i was thinking about breaking it up for you giving you some snippets this morning but i think it's something that we all need to listen to and to pay attention to the response of the democrats and the republicans to it we're going to get to all of this we're going to get to joe biden his response to mike johnson to his face and then behind his back We're talking about Hawaii today, ladies and gentlemen, as well. And also news that the FBI has had dozens of confidential human sources embedded in the entirety of the Biden crime family syndicate for the better part of 15 years and knows everything that these people have been doing and have been covering for it all. It is truly remarkable as we now are peeling the onion of the rot of this country And it goes deep, but we do have hope. And I hope you join us in that. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. I certainly don't like Mike Johnson because he's a former conservative talk radio host. But there's something about him that absolutely smacks of the ability to quickly get to the point to understand and read the room, to focus on things that are priorities while not surrendering to the necessary investigations and dirty work that has to happen to figure out how we write what is so wrong in Washington, D.C. I enjoyed watching on C-SPAN yesterday. Again, appointment watching. I am one of 47 million Americans who watch C-SPAN every single week. Is that amazing? 47 million. Fantastic. Why? We are paying attention. How many of you never heard of the phrase continuing resolution? How many of you were murky on the idea of an omnibus? How many of you didn't really understand the machinations of how all of this decision making goes down in the House of Representatives until this whole thing was brought to light thanks to a Matt Gates grenade? calling out Kevin McCarthy for being the rat fink liar that he is for lying to too many people and only being able to fulfill one of those promises that he had made in order to secure the gavel. It was only a matter of time before Kevin McCarthy was going to crash and burn. But ladies and gentlemen, we found something very interesting and I want to play it for you here in just a moment. Matt Gates on last night with Steve Bannon shortly after the vote made it official and he was sworn in, Mike Johnson. He said, Matt Gaetz said something very interesting about who's been the saboteur behind the scenes. Who derailed Jim Jordan and, um, and Scalise and Emmer's attempts to get that gavel. Now you might think it's oh, it's those extreme MAGA Republicans, people who I like, people who I would 100% align myself with if I was a member of the House, right? But it wasn't. It was a deep, slithery, slimy snake named Kevin McCarthy. So before we proceed, I want you to hear the inner workings, the inside baseball of what really happened yesterday and in the 20-odd days leading up to yesterday. You know, as all of these voices, the Mark Levins and the Brian Kilmeads and the Newt Gingriches and the Sean Hannitys tried to make it seem like it was such an embarrassment that the Republicans seemed so disorganized no there is a struggle in this country and the struggle is those of us who want to save America and those who are helping flush it down the toilet it is that simple and if you are on the side of preserving for your children and your grandchildren the most beautiful free place on planet Earth welcome to Club MAGA if you fall anywhere to the left of that well i'm sorry we're running out of patience with you and we have a country to save this is matt gates doing his part telling steve bannon yesterday no doubt we know who the snake was in his name kevin mccarthy go
0: so as emma is withdrawing mark molinaro a moderate new york freshman republican stands up at the microphone and says, well, instead of restarting this process and having a candidate forum and sending everybody home for a good cry, let's just take a non-binding poll on where people would be on the person who came in second to Tom Emmer, and that was Mike Johnson. And Elise Stefanik said, well, that's against the rules. The, The rules don't contemplate it. We can't do that. And brilliantly, Mark Molinaro says, then I move for unanimous consent that the rules be waived and we take a poll on whether or not Mike Johnson uh, could be our speaker nominee. And guess who objects to that unanimous consent request? Kevin McCarthy. Who was that? Kevin McCarthy stands up oh, and interrupts and says, I object to doing a roll call on Mike Johnson. And Mike Johnson was exasperated. All the times Johnson had voted for McCarthy, had carried his water, maybe even voted for some bills he didn't like because he, w- he was working toward the Republican conferences' stated objectives under McCarthy. And, and here was the thing. It showed everyone that it was actually McCarthy who was working to knife Scalise. It was actually McCarthy who was working to knife Jim Jordan. It was McCarthy working to knife everyone, and he hadn't yet figured out a way to knife Mike Johnson. And so he was worried that there was going to be this great unifying moment, and he scuttled the unifying moment. So because of McCarthy's objection, we had to have this three-hour delay, and, you know, candidates announce again, have another form. And guess what happens during that delay, Steve? Patrick McHenry runs to the House floor, opens it up out of recess, and then adjourns till noon today. Now, why did he do that? Because they were setting up a play to block Mike Johnson with write-in votes in the intra-conference process for Kevin McCarthy. They were promising people hearings on their favorite legislation, passage of bills. I heard people promised, oh, maybe you'll get a a chairmanship. And, And the play was for McCarthy to return as speaker, and then Jim Jordan to be the deputy speaker in some sort of like Dwight Schrute assistant to the regional manager posture. And that would have been debasing to Jordan, someone I like a great deal, and it would have been empowering to McCarthy. So Garrett Graves and all these people are working to try to effectuate this return of McCarthy. And they're telling us there are going to be 100 votes for McCarthy on the right end. You know how many there were? 33 on the first write-in. So they flame out terribly. Mike Johnson's gaining momentum. Ultimately, uh, McCarthy gets 43 to vote for him on a secret ballot, but Mike Johnson gets a majority. And then he says, you know what I want? I want a roll call vote. So that those 43 would have to announce themselves as, as being for a candidate who wasn't even running instead of a unifying force like Mike Johnson. And when we called for the roll call, do you know how many people voted for Kevin McCarthy? Zero. Isn't
1: that the greatest play-by-play? Isn't that the greatest summation of the ins and outs and the weaseling dealings of Kevin McCarthy and the staunch rhino folks in his swamp side of the Republican Party? This guy who's so desperate to stay in power, who was the only speaker to be booted and after such a short period of time, the insult to his ego, insurmountable. He could not possibly give it up. Regardless of what's good, not just for the party, but for the country. What's good for America. And what's good for America is for us to see what is going on. And we have. And look at what we've gotten. So I was watching, I was listening, I was paying attention very intently to the House yesterday as Mike Johnson got up. And the first thing he talks about is he he celebrates... Kevin McCarthy, who he knows has tried to stab him in the back. He then celebrates Hakeem Jeffries, right? And says, I look forward to working with you. We have different ideas, but we are going to work together and we're going to move this house into action because the American people deserve that. In the very beginning, too, he got an applause from the entire house. Democrats got off of their feet and they applauded him repeatedly. And that gave me hope. And then something also very intriguing. Mike Johnson started talking about the border. We need to fix what is so wrong at the border. And the Democrats sat on their hands. If there's anything to appointment watch today, please, go back search it on your computer watch the entire thing it's about 20 25 minutes and it tells you everything about where we are right now and why the left is so terrified of anyone who believes in making america great again all right quick time out when we come back i'm gonna agree sort of where we're going in the program Uh, And it's we've got a lot going on today. So do not miss a moment. Follow us, Wendy Bell Radio Network, on the live stream. Back right after this. All right, so before we get into the rest of today's program, and we're going to do some give and go of response to Mike Johnson getting the gavel, some typical voices on the left melting down over it, which just makes me very happy inside. You know when that group that that created they they pretended to be a jewish organization promoting ceasefire at the capitol right they invaded the cannon house building uh rotunda on capitol hill they're really Hamas sympathizers. And a lot of people were like, what, who are these people? They're given a, a clear pass to go in to obstruct the official proceedings of Congress, which is what they did. You know, January 6ers are serving time in jail for that right now. This was not a big deal. And so I found this article on Red State, uh, and it's really a very interesting piece. And if I had to ask you right now, if I, if I could, who do you think funded this group? All right, who do you think it is? They're called Jewish Voice for Peace. It's an alleged nonprofit. Well, if I said to you, George Soros, would you be at all surprised? Of course not. Of course not. We need to pay very close attention to these quote unquote groups that seem to be mobilizing out of nowhere. They're coming out of college campuses. They're mobilizing at the Capitol. They're mobilizing even in your neighborhoods, on your streets. And you're like, wow, there seems to be this really outrageous and highly um, structured group of pro-Hamas people out there who who are literally getting behind and justifying the most extreme barbarism in the world. So does it surprise you at all that... That George Soros and the Open Society Foundation are the ones funding these 'er ne'er-do-well dangerous malcontents, right? It's it's almost as though as a mom of college-aged children, I have one who's graduated, one who's in, and one on the way, two in the pipeline. I care profoundly about what's actually happening on college campuses, It is literally a petri dish. It is a breeding ground of activism. This is where the clone trooper is fully activated. Everybody gets the same chip, the homing device. You get the marching orders. And your job is not to go and figure out who you want to be. Your job is not to go and figure out how to learn, how to absorb different ideas, different people, different backgrounds, and figure out where you fit in that great conundrum called life. That's not what it is. It's about teaching you how to be a social justice activist. And these social justice activists are all wearing the same neck gear. They're celebrated by toxic individuals in Congress, including Rashida Tlaib, who still has not distanced herself from the fake news lie that she's continued to perpetrate. That it was Israel that bombed Palestinians in in Gaza. It is so obvious that the whole point of where we are in our society right now, where you have these flare-ups of protests and people just, you scratch your head and you're like, where did they come from? There's a, a very intricate labyrinth of funding of suck, whether it's from Act Blue or Sam Bankman frieds FTX, stealing from people who thought they were investing in something only to find out that their investments were being stolen and used to enrich Sam Bankman fried and then to donate hundreds of millions of dollars by and large to Democrats who suck. This is all the play. If you can't win in the marketplace of ideas, if your ideas fundamentally are tragic for America, if they are antithetical to what the founding fathers envisioned in this great constitutional republic experiment, you've got to cheat. You've got to pay for people to protest on your behalf. You have to be ready on a dime to mobilize and have forces out there ready to go. It's almost like the born Identity, where you have various people on the payroll in every single country who are ready to neutralize somebody who's in your way. This is, this is where we are. And super dark, shadowy, gross people like George Soros and Bill Gates and others... And Mark Zuckerberg, these people aren't making anything better for anybody. Our lives aren't safer. Our finances aren't more secure. The future doesn't seem more optimistic. We're no healthier thanks to their meddling in our lives. And therein, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday, in watching the new speaker, Mike Johnson, deliver a very calm, focused, direct, unwavering, address to his colleagues we could see the delineation between the groups that we believe in and the people who are fighting like hell to continue flushing america down the toilet and it is fascinating excuse me fascinating to watch i fundamentally reject those people they need to be carved out of our congress And if it was not for the Gates Grenade, none of us would know all of these inner machinations. For that, I have tremendous hope. I hope you do too, because we're getting started. And there's a ways to go. We've got 13 months to go until we choose the next president of the United States. Yesterday, it's it's laughable what's going on on the flip side of this with Donald Trump. As Joe Biden is given a pass for 40, 50 years to be completely mediocre, to be completely compromised, to be operating a money laundering scheme that's predicated on bribery, Joe Biden gets a pass. Donald Trump is accused of things that are ridiculous, that are demonstrably false, that are created by people who've paid to drop information that is demonstrably false And then it's effectuated by a judicial system that has for far too long been woefully compromised. And so we are left as the people of this great nation. If you get in the crosshairs of these individuals, are you guaranteed justice, fairness, equity? Hell no. No, no, no. Because they are petrified of us. Let's talk about the meltdown on the left after Speaker Johnson was sworn in. Same suspects, delicious freakout. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Love the headline: Democrats meltdown after GOP conference unanimously elects Mike Johnson's Speaker. I would like to get in the head of Sean Hannity today. You know, I, I don't have a personal take on the dude, right? He's been wildly successful. And that's fantastic. But he is a member of the establishment. He likes what the establishment likes. He is at his job to carry the water for people like Kevin McCarthy, who I fundamentally don't trust and I reject. All right? This is why we say constantly we need more veterans in Congress and fewer lifers. People who maybe went to law school like Chuck Schumer a thousand years ago has never actually had a real job. And somehow with a one hundred and eighty thousand dollar a year salary, which is nothing to sniff at, right, are all multimillionaires. It just everybody who pays attention knows what's going on. It is dark. It is dirty. And then there are people like, I believe, the Jim Jordans of the world, the Byron Donalds, the Mike Johnsons who are driven by Something other than money, honesty, integrity, morality, decency, humanity, all of those things. So this headline is, is fantastic. The meltdown, to me, is very interesting. So apparently Joe Biden had uh, called to congratulate Mike Johnson, right? And that was sent out for a little while. Oh, great cordial thing. Good good luck, you know, good job, et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course, the knives come out. So I'm going to read that to you in a minute. But this is your usual suspects of people who absolutely are scared to death about making America great again. And I find it interesting what they have to say about Mike Johnson. So let's go right into it. Democrats had an utter meltdown. After House Speaker Mike Johnson was unanimously elected by the Republican majority to leave the House of Representatives. First of all, that it was unanimous, right? He needed 215. He had 220. It was unanimous. There was nobody voting present. There was nobody playing a Mike Kelly game of John Boehner, right? I think we've called out the people for their poor behavior, and the phone calls have resonated. Stop acting like children. Stop acting like little girls at a sleepover, gossiping and braiding each other's hair, and act like grown-ups, for heaven's sakes. Do you not see what is going on in America? The problem is, many of them don't. Huge disconnect. According to an emailed statement posted to Twitter by Punchbowl News founder Jake Sherman, President Joe Biden's 2024 campaign strongly condemned the election of Mike Johnson, despite Biden's congratulations, in an official statement from the White House. More glad-handery, but true colors coming out. Important that we see these. This is what this statement says, all right? This is directly from the White House, from the, from the re-election wing of the, of the Democratic Party. Here we go. I have to blow it up because of my eyes you know this the following is a statement from amar musa spokesperson for biden harris 2024 maga mike johnson's ascension to the speakership cements the extreme maga takeover of the house republican conference <laughs> now donald trump has his loyal foot soldier to ban abortion nationwide to lead efforts to deny free and fair election results. To gut Social Security and Medicare. Where are the fact checkers, by the way? Where are the fact checkers on these? Oh, that's right. There, oddly silent when it's the left lying, demonstrably lying. And it goes on. And to advance the extreme MAGA agenda at the expense of middle class families. Now, let me ask you this. I'm going to go with the lion's share of you listening to me right now. Our middle-class families. Do you, are you worried about MAGA? You know, the group uh, that's about energy independence. Are you worried about them affecting your bottom line? Because you're already screwed. You're already paying 25% more for everything. The cost of everything is out of control. <clears throat> or are you excited about this, the prospect of having leadership that believes in America first? Well, of course, you know the answer. 22 days before Congress must act to avoid a government shutdown, and while our allies overseas at war depend on our help, extreme MAGA House Republicans elevated a man to second in line to the presidency who still won't admit President Biden won the 2020 election. Now, the only reason these people are obsessing over this is because they know that they cheated. There is no other reason. They know that we know that they cheated. And they're scared to death because they know the only way to do anything to stay even remotely relevant and to keep the gravy train of outrageous spending going is on their ability to cheat to a degree that has never been accomplished in the modern era. Can you imagine how much these people are gonna have to cheat? Right? So there's Joe Biden after saying, Yay, congratulations, Mike Johnson. Best wishes, buddy. Good luck to you. Then come the knives. He's a MAGA extremist. Well, the only thing extreme about Mike Johnson is that he believes in God, that he does not believe that a child should be aborted after a certain gestation week. It's not extreme, it's called humane, right? He believes that we should investigate through the impeachment inquiry process, Joe Biden. And in fact, we have sound of him saying that. Now might be a great time for us to hear that. This was just September, this is just last month. This is well before Mike Johnson or anybody in his conference thought of him as the, the next Speaker of the House. But this is, this is what he says with great clarity about investigating the Biden crime family, which, by the way, we all know is a thing. Here he he is last month.
2: Mr. Speaker, barring declarations of war, impeachment is the most awesome power that Congress has. It shouldn't be a, a threat. It shouldn't be a political exercise. It's certainly not a pledge to be made on the campaign trail. This is the most serious business that we can engage in. No one should want to impeach a president. You can't take any pleasure in that. But after months of blocked investigations by agencies in this administration, it became clear that an impeachment inquiry was the only course of action to complete our necessary and important investigations. And let me explain why. Because there's been some confusion and some controversy about this. Mr. Speaker, there are three irrefutable facts that have taken us to this point. Number one, President Biden lied directly to the American people. Number two, President Biden's family and their associates profited millions through shell companies. Number three, President Biden's federal agencies are stonewalling our legitimate congressional inquiry. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. There are so many scandals, there's so much corruption that's being uncovered, every stone that we overturn leads to more and more corruption. And because of that, Mr. Speaker, a lot of the American people are simply getting lost in the the barrage of evidence, in the barrage of of allegations of corruption and the evidence itself.
1: Katie Porter called Johnson an insurrectionist. Pay attention to the language, it's all very purposeful, insurrectionist. Insurrectionist Mike Johnson is now second in line to the presidency, she tweeted. The American people deserve better. Okay, how about this? Ilhan Omar calling him a MAGA extremist and wrote that his achievements include seeking an abortion ban and voting against LGBTQ plus rights. Really? It gets more interesting. Representative Jimmy Gomez contending that the GOP succumbed to the radical wing of their party. (laughs) Adam Schiff writes, you might be Googling who Mike Johnson is this morning. Well, let me make it simple. Johnson is a hard right, pro-Trump, leading election denier in the House. Sadly, this is what passes for speaker material in the Republican conference. It's fantastic. Election denier. Even questioning anymore, ladies and gentlemen. That's what they want you never to do. And they will come out with their knives. They will do whatever they can to forever scar you and label you for doing what we always do. Question everything. Shift discouraged voters from doing their own research, telling you what you need to know. And then there's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez introducing extremist GOP speaker nominee Mike Johnson. He was a key architect of the January 6th strategy to overturn the U.S. election. Here he is leading a crowd that is booing and telling a congressional correspondent to shut up when asking about it. And she cherry picks some audio, whatever. This is... I think, victory. Can you imagine ever loving America and having that be used against you as a negative moniker to make you seem dangerous? It is a tired, old strategy. And people aren't falling for it anymore. When I listen to Mike Johnson speak, I hear a man who is focused, driven by faith, devoted to family, who believes in doing what's right for the entirety of the country. Now, if that is what MAGA equals, sign me up. I'm there. I'm a card-carrying member. Love of country is something to be mocked, ridiculed, and criticized for. All I can see as I shake my magic eight ball and I ask it the question, magic eight ball is the Democrat, communist, socialist, progressive, noxious wing of our government. Are they petrified that they won't have the mechanism by which they can cheat and steal another election? And the answer comes back. It is decidedly so. So pay close attention, all right? And if you do nothing else, please watch the video from C-SPAN or YouTube or wherever of the entirety of Mike Johnson's speech. He's professional, he is courteous, and he is serious. And he believes we need to do everything in our power to root out and gut the rot that has infected our capital and beyond. For that, I'm grateful. So we're gonna talk in the moments ahead. We need to talk about some of this information that is coming out about how the FBI not only has known about the Biden crime family business for more than a decade, they have worked to run interference. And it leaves us asking a question, who is bribing whom? Right? Is the FBI, is the Department of Justice bribing Joe Biden? Is Joe Biden bribing other countries? Are they bribing him? It's all a money pit. And it's disgusting, and you're paying for it. More on that next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. I think too. So much of what we are seeing has been so childish. There have just been so many childish episodes that have come to the forefront that we all are seeing for the first time. And it's easy to be very disappointed. You know, this is different. And I tell you this every single day. I come I come to this program as a mom. Uh, I don't have some special privileges with D.C. I don't have people's cell phone numbers. I've got no inside Beltway connections. Our job is to look at this and to see trends and to see patterns and to be able to become smarter voters, better, better participants in our own individual neighborhoods. Because if we can create in each of you this idea that you have a God-given gift and you can contribute that gift to fixing what is wrong in this country, and, and that means whether you run for office in your community, it's whether you decide to get involved in the elections at the local level, whatever it is... Whether you have a business in graphic design and you can help your local candidate who you believe in get their materials out, we all have a role to play. And this snapping off of cruise control and awakening from this great trance where we believe what we're told, that's the first biggest step. And then you start to see the ridiculosity, if you will, of grown-ups who suck. And it's not an only Democrat Party thing. We've got a lion's share. The lion's share of suck is going on in our caucus. And we've been able to root some of it out, which is great. This whole Jamal Bowman thing. What a joke. What an embarrassment. You have a grown man who who worked as an educator, as a principal, for heaven's sakes. One, One of the most, I would imagine, important jobs in our individual communities. The individual who is in charge of helping us when we're not with our children, lead our children to make good decisions, to learn, right? Not to be indoctrinated, but to learn. This guy pulls a fire alarm at the Capitol to delay a vote. That's, that's interfering with an official proceeding. That, that is what people who were at the Capitol on January 6th and didn't even go inside right, were charged with. That's what Owen Schroyer, who's part of, was it, what, what does he work with, is it Alex Jones? Yeah,
0: Infowars.
1: Infowars, right? He, what did he, is it yesterday or today that he has to surrender to serve a 60-day sentence for what? For his speech. He didn't go inside and do anything in the Capitol. Jamal, Jamal Bowman did he actively interrupted a vote a pivotal vote that wasn't going the Democrats way and instead of being called out by people who are grown-ups in his party he got a pass well wow it's amazing he's now finally admitted yeah I did pull it well we know you pulled it you jacknard we saw you pull it there's video right it's sort of like this great mystery of the baggie with Coke in it. It's so below anybody's intelligence. And so now we scratch our head and we're like, well, no wonder we're in debt for $33 trillion. Because these are the morons who make decisions that we end up paying for. So here we go. Representative Jamal Bowman charged for a fire alarm stunt. Faces six months in jail. To their credit, at least this moved somewhat expeditiously. Here's your story: Representative Jamal Bowman criminally, tra- criminally charged with a misdemeanor for pulling a fire alarm in the Cannon House Office Building, alleging to allegedly to prevent a floor vote on the House. In the House, the charge carries a maximum sentence of six months in jail. Now, if this was somebody other than a toxic member of the Democratic Party, if this was somebody who was a Republican, I would want the book thrown at them too, right? And the book would be. The charge carries this maximum sentence, six months, blah, 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 blah. Here we go. This is the official statement from the U.S. Capitol Police. We finished our investigation. Our agents gathered all the evidence they packaged it up. They sent the entire case with charges to prosecutors for their consideration. What's the evidence? Why is there so much to tackle? He's caught on video throwing down signs and pulling the freaking fire alarm and then sneaking down a back stairwell to exit the complex and not know what, what what's happened. Why is the fire alarm going off? <laughs> right? I mean, Scooby and Shaggy could solve this in no time with a scooby snack. And here we have our Capitol Police pretending that they've done some really deep sleuthing on this. Capitol Police presented a probable cause arrest warrant for a false fire alarm pull to the D.C. Attorney General (laughs) Who's charging Bowman? Bowman's been ordered to appear in D.C. Superior Court today at 930. This was yesterday, right, when this came out. Then all of a sudden we have an update, right? Jamal Bowman's coming out of the woodwork. Yes, it's me. I did it. I'm responsible for activating a fire alarm. I will be paying for the fine issued, and I look forward to these charges being ultimately dropped. Paid a $1,000 fine. Don't you think Owen Schroer would like that kind of a deal? Don't you think that the grandma who wandered through the Capitol because the freaking doors were open and the police were saying, come on in, grab a pamphlet as you tour the, the, the Capitol building. Good to have you here. Don't you think they would like the same treatment? This is how stupid governance is. This is how biased quote, unquote, justice is. This is how you get a pass when you're a swamp creature, dirtbag. And if you're an American lover who got caught into a fray that was a trap, how you get treated differently. Just ask Jacob Chansley. All right, when we come back. So, this is apparently a done deal. It's supposedly a great deal for the United Auto Workers. This historic deal struck with Ford but is it what does it mean right I believe nobody anymore will walk in that door it's important for all of us next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network